It's Tuesday night. The holiday season is officially upon us. It's a sweaty basement. That must mean it's after the whistle on the audible. With Tim Strachan. What's up? Kevin Ruga. Happy holidays. Matt, the real deal, Seal. What's up? And I'm Ken Marangola. I'd like to welcome everybody back to the show. Uh, this is, um, it hasn't been the funnest uh, few days, you know, as far as, you know, obviously watching the Redskins lose to Dallas. Only disappointing part of my Thanksgiving. It did suck. Uh, it was easier for me because I wasn't surrounded. I feel like if I was at a Redskins party or, or at a normal Redskins viewing situation, I'd be worse off for it. I was in a total, new, totally neutral crowd in Vermont. So maybe a little bit easier for me than you guys. They're all probably looking at you like you're, you're crazy. No, the, those people, they don't, they don't know the Redskins so much. They know I love them. But they don't know Kirk Cousins, so you know. So it was fun for me to watch a bunch of people who otherwise don't know anything about the Redskins watch our, our sure, guy just point. hang balls on Dallas, you know, from a, from a stat sheet perspective. I missed that part. Yeah, well, he did it. Uh, I mean, he did everything else. I just didn't see that. Man, we, we you know, it was it was close. To, uh, obviously, we had our chances, but as, I, as we were talking about before, you know, we we, we chased him. We chased him all, all day. Um, they're they're really good. And um, they can help us out a lot in the next five weeks by getting some wins over some teams like Tampa Bay, for example, uh, the, the Giants, I believe. Yeah, let's slow all those rolls. The Giants are the worst eight and three team ever. God, yep. Man. They just keep winning at the end against. But hey, that's what we've said about our team. If we can win at the end, you know, we might have a couple more wins too. But to be, we can't we can't close a game with our defense, and we certainly can't catch up either. At, well, not against that offense. Well, again, I think our defense I, has closed some games this year, but not against that offense. If you want to say that, we're that's, Dallas's offense is damn good. Yeah, right? I was going to say if you want to say we're not as good as Dallas right now, I I can't argue with that. Their offense is better Nobody than our can. defense. The, yeah, it's it sucks, but I you know, and and everyone who wants to be super down about you know losing because losing is terrible and losing to Dallas is worse. Um, but we lost to a really good team. And it, and it doesn't. It says a lot more about them than it does does about us. Like we we we're, we didn't show the world that we're a bad team. Uh, we just showed we're not well, we better than toe Dallas. To toe with them. Yeah. I mean, and, and and you know what? We're going to be back there uh, hopefully, um, because I do think the odds are way are, are in favor of the of the skins qualifying for the postseason, and and it's going to be because of the tie. The way the landscape shakes out below them. Um, you're looking at teams that are going to have to win a lot of hard games to get to 10 wins. Because yeah, this mind-numbing discussion that has been happening all day long, whether it's radio, mm-hmm. you know, internet, news, that? print, whatever it is, 10 wins, 9 wins, 10 nine wins, wins, 9 wins. 9 wins, wins gets you in the playoffs. 9 wins, 10 wins, 9 wins. It's like, nine. The answer is 9. The answer is absolutely 9. Would you like to have 10? If you, I, I'll tell you what, if the Redskins win 10 games... They'd ten probably, get you in for sure, they, but that, they could still be the sixth seed with ten wins. True. This is where the ties coming in. Yeah, the, the I don't care if I'm the fifth or the sixth seed. Because if we have nine wins and not seven losses, then I think that's why it's going to be oh, a yeah. deciding factor. Well, I think nine wins for us nine, are a little different. Nine gets you in. Nine gets you in. Um, I, I always say a tie helps a good team and hurts a bad team. I think the Redskins are a good team. Unless you lose a head-to-head like this weekend, right? Isn't Arizona oh, is one of big. them? So this is why I think yeah. this is a must-win week coming right. up. I mean, not, not, to, not to jump the shark them, here. Yeah. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but, I mean, that tie, if you want to talk about a tie, then there's other games that are going to be more important like this weekend. Yeah, we're underdogs on the road. This is huge. And then the Philly game becomes gigantic. for Every game's gigantic from here on out. I mean, absolutely. That's what it's... But it's got that feeling That's what's of so like great about that pre, yeah, it is that pre-playoff, almost playoff feeling, week in, week out. That we've done damn good. We at. had it all but all year last recently. at the end of the last year. No, so that's I I think that that the beauty of this season is in the difference between what, what we're feeling right now, what we felt right now last year, and in previous years when we 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 had maybe four well, we didn't wins, expect it four or five year. wins. Well, but we're, you we're you, more or less, but you have we're, to you're win. Expecting it more this year. I love that it's a must-win scenario against Arizona Cardinals, but the beauty of, of the week, for honestly, the beauty is it's not. I mean, we, we should, that, they should attack it that way. Every game is a playoff game from here on out. But the beauty of having six wins right now at this point in the season, getting ready for the final stretch, is you don't have to win every single game uh, to, to make the playoffs like we've had to do. Uh, no, but I think it's also and important and down to, the stretch last year. to not have a two-game two slide. 
Don't want to have two games left. No, no, no. You don't want to start going down that rabbit hole. But, you, but you know, our schedule set, doesn't set up for two-game slides. I mean, you, you get, you're going to plop Chicago in there, and I don't yeah. care. Chicago can beat anyone, of course, but we, we, should, be, we should beat Chicago. Um, Carolina's always going to be scary. But you know what? We don't play Dallas again. That's a huge thing. We, we, uh, we get the Giants and the Eagles, two teams we want. We should want to play those teams. That's another want. interesting discussion. I think it would happen on Hogs Haven. Who would you rather have in the first round? Would you rather have Dallas at Dallas or Seattle in Seattle? What do you mean in the second round? They're, they're going to have buys. Right. So we're going to have to right. play. Really, is who would you rather play I'm between saying, Detroit? Going off what you said, we don't have to play Dallas again. Detroit Some people are saying they'd like to play Dallas again. No, no, no. I'm talking I, about regular season. I'm Correct. talking about regular season. No, no, I see. Oh, I, I, I think that we're on a collision course with Dallas because they will be the one seed, and we will be the either the fifth or the sixth seed, and, and the NFL recedes. So we're, we're going to be left standing, and we're going to probably be the lower seed is my guess. Um, so we're, we're playing Dallas. We're playing Dallas in the second round With of the playoffs. a lifetime 2-0 and undefeated record in the playoff versus those guys. The pressure's yep. all going to be on them. They're going to be the – I yeah. think it's crap that it's not hard – that it is hard to beat a team three times in it's, one season. It's hard to beat a team. It's the, that's the Maryland the Duke. Mar- that's the Maryland Duke. And it's not like they crushed us. We no, were there. No. We were there in each no. one. We were absolutely there. Um, we know, gave that first one up. We, we couldn't get yeah. that next one. We were chasing but I don't care. We're we're in the mix, and like we play like the we always are. Yeah, we're we play the, the way we played on Thanksgiving. If we play like that on Sunday against Arizona, we'll, we'll score forty points and win by twenty. Um, that's how. That's really how good they 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 were against a pretty good team. Dallas's defense is yeah, they're not like terrible. Defense. Something's got to happen. Something something drastic has to happen on the defensive side for things to turn around. Not drastic. That's not, not drastic well, at all. Drastic team, being they run the ball. And something their completely is as good as we're going to see again. You got to change something. I don't mean drastic in that you know they got to change everything, but a position or two. I think something somebody there has to step up. Somebody something some change has to be made. Your boy AJ Francis put this this defense in a better Maryland. position to succeed. Yeah, we got a former Gonzaga is Terrapin. He, is he is he yeah. Gonzaga? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. Um, another man in the league stepping up to play for the Washington Football Redskins. I, I didn't know the Gonzaga tie-in. That's not even why I brought him up because I to your point, T, about changing things up. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to shuffle the deck. I think these are the guys they have, and 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 they're, but but they're they're doing well in in key areas that are that are helping our team win, like like sacks, um, turnovers to some extent. But this this AJ Francis thing to me, that's that's McLovin uh, all day because what he does is he turns the bottom of that roster until at the end of the season, all of a sudden you got this guy named Mason Foster and uh, you know Houston Bates and you know Will Compton. All of a sudden, you know people emerge. Um, he he uh, he turns the bottom five or six you know six roster spots active roster spots, um, and you know the, AJ Francis is, is the latest example of that. Um, I think he led the league for a while. Seattle definitely led the league in player signings. They 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 brought guys in all the time, constantly yeah. for workouts. Um, so I'm not saying AJ Francis, you know, at six five, three hundred thirty pounds, is is the answer for our defense because you know that's probably no offense, AJ, but yeah, it's probably not <laughs> not not going to happen. But I'm glad me, you're there, though, bro. To me, this is what McLovin does best um, in the course of a season. Is he is he is trying to find maybe AJ Francis isn't the answer, but maybe magically somehow AJ Francis, Ricky Jean Francois, and Chris Baker form some kind of a thing, yeah, uh, and that uh, works, no, you know, no, yeah. I'm also thinking, I don't know, there's something in our secondary, something with our linebackers. The linebacking, I think, right now, it's just average. Correct. It's average. Agreed. And, and that's the that's what's really hurting us. Yes, that's what's really hurting us. It's, it's also really saving us. Too. It's also really saving us because I, I think, given who we started the season with in the middle, um, average is, is, is exceeding or, or meeting you know, the best expectations. I mean, we were not going to That's we why be, you're losing games... You know that's why you're tying games. That's fine, a lot but of the we couldn't address that. We didn't have enough resources no. to change that yeah, up. Yeah, that's it. we are what we are. That's yeah, the, but something needs to happen. I mean, I, I can't not, just we keep. We need to my, not play Dallas next week. Well, <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, true. But I mean, something's just. That's the frustrating thing because we do have an offense. We were finally feeling great last offense week before amazing. the before the Thanksgiving Day game. You know, the lead up to it, we were all feeling great. Kirk was, you know. Kirk was on, on cloud nine. It's like everything just seemed to be like in a momentum, and it's like uh, we can't keep playing like this. First of all, he's <laughs> going to make someone a ton of money in fantasy football. Um, I'm, on the team I have him on, um, it's not really that much money. 
He's, he's thrown 50-plus times. He's getting 400-plus yards. He's getting his touchdowns. He's lowering his interceptions. Um, he's I mean, he's, the bank. he's breaking the yeah, bank. Let's just swing it all the way back because, obviously, that um, being in a room full of non-Redskins fans who, um, by the way, I thoroughly enjoyed them getting to see our guy just, just dump on folks. That's an actual, actual interesting perspective you had. Yeah, and, and, uh, but then them also understanding, you know, that, he, you know, of course, because the announcers don't let you forget, that he's playing on the on the tag, and then it's a it's an issue looming over, and you know they you know it's a Patriots fan, so you got some Tom Brady folks, uh, you know, sitting in the room with me, St. Louis, uh, so Detroit fan, so people understand, you know, these guys understood, so like asking me like what what do I think, like you know, obviously you guys know what I think, and Hogshaven knows what I think, for God's sakes, but uh, the, these I don't think he's making himself necessarily any more money. I mean, whatever it is, that's what it's going to be. So he's getting more from us. That we were willing. <laughs> oh, the last year, yes. No, no, I'm taking like this week to next week to next week. I mean, no. at this at this point in time, he will be the most accurate. I think he's going to be the most accurate passer in the history of the NFL when we resign him. When we, we, he's going to come to the negotiating table as the the, the the most accurate passer in the history of the NFL. More yards than anyone in eleven. More yards than anyone in the history of the NFC East after eleven games. That's crazy. When I read that, I thought, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> what? No one ever. Obviously, yeah, rings right. and championships are, are what matters uh, to us and to everybody. But, um, you know, if he's your trigger man and this is your system. T-Stracking, uh, can, can he win it. us a Super Bowl in the Burgundy and Gold? Yes, he can. Yes. Yeah, he can. Yes. yes. He can. Because yes. he's, he's earned his way there. Yeah. I, I knew this I, I still will, I'll still stand by. I'll still stand by that, that uh, you know, at whatever time we were talking about this a year ago, whatever. At that time, I didn't think he was. Well, let me I tell didn't. you this, though. This I mean, a, good for you guys that you did. Well, his numbers last year were better than they were this year. That's why I knew. But it's not about numbers. I hate that I bring numbers up a lot. Well, I'm interested is, in numbers. It's a great indicator, it, though. It, it's, well, it's, it also, it, I don't think it's the, the, the it's, it's not the primary way to, to judge. No. Uh, but his just jump out at you. And that's what his agent's going to go and write down. That's what he's talking, numbers. That's he's where this is going to become dicey. Because well, at some point, he's definitely in the driver's seat. And at some point... You know, is, is he could is, be tagged is too again. much? Too much? No, no. So, so first of all, everyone, which is where the tag comes. Everyone's in. always yeah, freaked yeah. out. The tag, the, the tag is the market. Even last year, when we were talking about what he, they should do, we, we always knew because you know the math. We always knew that the the two years of the tag was worth forty four million guaranteed. That was so to me and to, to most people. That was always kind of like going in. You're gonna have to figure out a way to guarantee this guy forty four million dollars because he's gonna get that anyway. That was a that was a guarantee. Everyone's freaked out about the news saying that the Redskins are going to tag Kirk Cousins at the end of this season. I mean, it's for the exclusive, you have to be rights. able to tag him. You have to be able to. You can't let him be wined. You can't let him yeah. be nined because he'll be sixty nine. <laughs> if that happens, then, the, uh, uh, then I'll still ooh, take him back. I'll why still do take you always back. take it there? I still want him though. I, I'm, I, I, you can't let him. You can't let him take meetings. You, you tag him. He's and, a nice and, Christian boy. I don't know why you do that. I'm just saying, well, you know, there's winners and losers in that scenario. <laughs> we could play all of them out, but that's not what some people tuned in for tonight. He, uh, he definitely, he's, he's driving the ship, and, and his agent has got his foot on the pedal. It's, it's going to get interesting. Now. You know, and at the end of the day. It's going to get very interesting. I don't even care what the number is. People, people are going to say it's too much. People are going to say it's a value. People are going to say all kinds of different stuff. I don't care if he is a, our franchise quarterback, which I believe that he is. If he is, then w- then there's always room in the budget for that. There's always room in the budget for that. Yes. So, you know, come on. And the Redskins have never ever shied away from paying "quote unquote" market value for anyone for, 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 for players. You know, so he's getting his market value, and it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm not worried about it at all. I'm just not. He's he's gonna be our guy. For, well, we got a lot of haul. salary cap money ready for next year, so yeah. we, we 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 can deal with all this. And, and some of it's got to go to a go to a linebacker. We got a lot. That's why we're average of sixty million. We're not going to use all of that. We're not going to overspend on any of these things. You no. know that, but we might get one werewolf. Well, so uh, who, the, who the, could it be? Uh, this is a, the worst year and, ever, and, and we really need somebody at linebacker so that Sua can go back to his original position. Which is safety? If we're lucky, there's going to be we're going to there's going to be good safeties available at the bottom of the first half of the second. I, I actually Sua think Sua should where, be a safety. He can't be a linebacker. He's too small. 
He can do whatever he wants. We're going to play him all over the place. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be at, at some point. He can't take on three hundred pound linemen yeah, in run game. Not, but but he's not he's not doing that on first down. He's doing that in passing situations. He's he, he's much better at safety. He's much better at safety. I just think he's a great football player. He is yeah, a great like football. A, this is not a knock on him. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that he's bad or anything he, like no, that. I, I just think, think it's unfair. At some point, it is unfair that he's got to go up against guys that he shouldn't be going up against. He should be doing things in the back. And then coming up and doing special things up in the front. Yeah. From from that position. He's as good at chicken fighting with a three hundred pound athletic bad boy as anyone his size has ever been, but I do get what you're saying. He shouldn't make his living doing that. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he, I've seen him shed it. blocks. I mean he can do it. You don't want him to bang against the guy all day long. I get that. Um, but you know, listen, no, we're right. gonna they, they only need to do it the time when they need six and they get seven, or they need three and they get four. From a from a roster building standpoint, uh, you know, you're going to pay Kirk. Uh, you're probably not going to pay Deshaun. I, I, I don't think so. I don't, I'm not saying we should or shouldn't. That's not for this conversation. I don't think we're going to. I think um, I yeah. think that, that those resources are going on the defensive side. I don't know if they know right now. So Yeah, but, well, but, but, but we know they have to spend money on defense. The other thing that sucks. They know that they have to spend money on Kirk. And they, and they know that they have to spend money on Kirk. And then after and that. We know we have to spend money on Chris defense. Baker. But um, here. I have to spend money on Chris Baker, correct? And but that's the beauty. Okay, so this is the this is to me this is the greatest part about us our salary cap situation because we have some money, um, and we have a, we have the uh, ability to spend some some money, right? The free agent class coming out uh, this off season is going to be I, I want to say it's almost historically bad because it, because of the um, historically bad draft because of the historically historically bad draft. So this is our opportunity instead of spending money on other people's terrible free agents that they misdrafted. This is where you, get, this is where you put you money into guys own. like Chris, Chris Baker. This is where yeah. you put money into Chris guys. Thompson. Yeah, which, exactly. Which McLovin is Vernon known Davis. Yes, yes. It was, we haven't had the money to do he's got the guys it. here he wants. Right. Yes, you exactly. got to go get one, two guys. You, you, you got to get two can. guys from the draft. Yeah, and you, exactly. And you, three, three. We need three guys from the draft. But you got to upgrade somehow with experience at the linebacker position. I, I, don't, I don't see how they do not do that unless you get an, one, an absolute – Unmitigated stud in the draft. Well, that would be awesome. I just, I just think that uh, when you look at in the past, our biggest, one of our biggest, uh, you know, peeves as a fan base um, was watching our guy go somewhere else. Um, and, and we loved watching. Listen, Dan Snyder spent his money. It was awesome. It, it was easy to get swept up in. Um, but he, but he did a lot of spending money on other people's free agents. We did we watched a lot of our guys go. And in fact, there were there were plenty of times when we just didn't have any money to to, to resign a uh, Antonio Pierce. Um, couldn't find the space Lorenzo for Alexander. for Lorenzo exactly. Um, so I just think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, you're going to see a lot of Redskins free agents get signed by the Redskins um, in this in this go around. And I, I I think I say get ready for it. Um, that's the the true sign to me. One of the true signs of, of of things really starting to get rolling organizationally. Remember the excitement when we'd read the ticker on the Redskins' latest move and how much money they got for so and so. Remember that excitement level. I remember people at the bar like, "Oh, we got so and so." We didn't know any better. We were excited. We were happy. We had hope. I'm gonna have that same excitement reading. Chris Baker locked up four years. Yeah. Forget about Trent Murphy not about gets that. an extension. Exactly. Or, Chris you know, Thompson, come on back. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. You've been a, hey, Vernon Davis, you far exceeded what we asked from you last year. Uh, we, we'd like to be around for another year, maybe yeah. two. And you know what? With the kind of money that we, we're going to have, uh, this, that, we're going to have the chance to go to Pierre Garçon, for example, and say, hey, listen, man, you know, do your best. If you can get a really good deal somewhere else. But listen, we, we'll, we'll guarantee you know, a your contract like Vernon for two may years. get a chance somewhere else. Who, Ver, no, Vernon's, Vernon's ours next season. Is he already on a contract? Yeah, guaranteed okay, money, well, I believe. A guy like that. But I'm saying there, there might be opportunities other, elsewhere. But there's also the factor if it's, it, you know, I mean, we're talking ridiculous money compared to what, no offense to you guys, but to what we make. <laughs> so if what? it's like, if it's like you know, I can go there and get a little bit more or I can stay here and possibly win a Super Bowl. You hope that there's a little bit of that too. There's there will be. It's a business. I think there's a business. It's a business, but option. at the same time, he said it was a dream to be here. He said all the right things. But this? you're right. You hope that plays into I, Kirk's that guy decision in some way. He, you know, this is where he. It's why you know getting paid a lot of money is great, but starting over again, it's hard to do. 
You know, it is. It's breaking up. It's it's dating that girl forever. And like every yep. Christmas, you keep getting her those really expensive diamond earrings. Yeah, if, she if, just wants that ring. Kurt just wants that ring. That's gonna make him feel so good. Five year guarantee. This is his best. This is everyone. This is the Redskins' best chance, and it's his best chance. His so best, I agree. His it, best chance know, to succeed is right here. He can get money anywhere. Here or or somewhere else. So that's not – it is, you know – Even if he has felt slighted, which I, you know, I don't know if he has or not, even if he's felt slighted, he's got to feel that way. $20 million makes everyone feel less slighted, I would There's imagine. been a lot of people out there saying, you the know, he, like he, Kirk, he's saying. very quick – he could be very quick to be like, you know what, I'm out. Hey, so I got a better deal. And I'm like, I don't know if he's like that. <laughs> I think Kirk cares about the locker room and his teammates. And as far as when it comes to being a Redskin and, and uh, playing for, for, uh, for, you know, for the organization, I think uh, what's made it super hard for him um, is because he came into the league and he saw how easy it was for RG3 and the, and the player and person and personality that he was get on with Dan Snyder and how important that relationship was in the overall scheme of the Redskins organization from 2012 to 2014-15. And I don't think Kirk ever wanted any part of that. And not not because he hated Dan Snyder or anything like that. I just think that I don't think that's him. I I think Dan Snyder, in his time as an owner, up until RG3. But it wasn't his turn to do that either. Well, I mean, it wasn't his. It we lost games. We, it didn't work. Uh, is, is one of the things I'm saying. And so when it became right. when it became his team, he owns the locker room. He, every, he earned it. In my opinion, he earned it the right way. He earned it the right. Of course, he did. But yeah. I'm just saying. I I, I wonder on, on the organization side, it, some of the initial brushback for really putting him in a long term position. I believe. Is that he? He's not. He you know him and Dan Snyder aren't boys the way him and RG three were. Well, you know what? Dan Snyder needs to learn too. I think he is. He I think this is him up. learning. You I know, think this he, is him I learning. This isn't his been. toy. Look, I mean, it is, but it's not, you know, you don't treat it like a toy. You know, there's a, little exactly. bit of, there's a little bit of learning on his side, and I think hopefully, you know, he, he gets that lesson here. After the last motorcycle ride with Danny Snyder reaching around RG3's waist <laughs> and going super fast on 495, I think he went, maybe this isn't how it's supposed to be done. Because Kirk Cousins <laughs> never is going to let me on his motorcycle. Hey, I was at the stadium, so I didn't see you know the Dan Snyder dancing on TV thing um, for the Green Bay game. But let me tell you something. It was awful. He, it, I'm sure it was, <laughs> it awful, was awful, but the, the, he, was the guy, was. He, he'll, he'll pay for that. He will pay for that. No, I mean, you know no, what I mean. All it, it day, it was terrible dancing, all day. but it was spontaneous and it was. I'm saying he'll pay a hundred million dollars for that. He'll pay 150 million dollars yeah. for that easily, like that. That's just fun when you're when when you're an owner. So, I, but the point I made was he already he brought in an offensive-minded head coach and Jay Gruden, um, who, by the way, I think is going to be a coach here for a long time. Um, and be. and 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 it and it worked. The Redskins' offense sits right behind the New Orleans Saints in yards per game. Um, I think they're still in the top ten in scoring, sixth or seventh. Um, they are terrible um, red zone touchdown efficiency. I think they're twenty eighth. Um, which is which is a problem, but you know Kirk Cousins, he th- this is this is his team. Um, you, you can you can do a lot. I mean, you can do a lot for a long time around uh, around this guy. And they're tied at the hip. You know, the guy had the, you the were guy right. had the yeah. balls to say, "I want to play him." Sorry, owner. Sorry, everyone. And I guess McLuhan and him went in and were on the same page. But he was part of that deal, and that was one of they're the toughest learning. choices made in the NFL all of last season. They're all growing up together. And They're all growing up together. And I think you had you hit it the nail on the head, Ken, when you did the article uh, on the six pack. Is that you know these guys they they didn't really choose each other, but I think they're finding out they have a lot more in common, and that they're sure they're gelling. Yeah, you know, uh, there's still this issue with Joe Barry. Uh, I don't wish any ill will on the guy. You know, I don't know him from Adam. I wish him personally. some more players at Christmas. Is but what I wish is him. it for players next, and he can season. stay, or is he a part of the problem? I don't know. I've never been a defense coordinator. Seems to be a lot of vitriol out there for him to just be gone. Like, that's going to be that's going to solve the you problem. Know, Jay Gruden didn't pick his whole staff, I don't believe. Um, and our organization has a history of, of picking coaches. Um, I think Jay Gruden has uh, has had to say uh, it's not the same as Jim Zorn being hired, you know, or 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 previous searches that seemed bonkers when the Redskins were looked for a head coach after having everybody else already hired. Um, I think we're getting away from it a little bit from that, but um, I 
I don't want to say anything bad about Joe Barry. I, I think I, I think for the players that we have, they're they're doing some things that I don't think I thought they were going to do at the beginning of the season. But think about this: a guy well, like if Marvin he, if Lewis he gets fired. Do you think he's a sacrificial lamb? No, if he gets fired, I think it's because there's a guy available that they know they can get, like a Marvin Lewis or a Todd Bowles or somebody who's like, re, you know, recently out of the game is not probably going to be a head coach again right away. Who you know can Good run point. run he's a available. championship defense. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, available. Todd Bowles is almost getting run out in New York. Um, he won't stay he, unemployed he would, for he more take than a guy that's being run out of somewhere too. That's well, the other thing. Our guy as a head has coach, had some games where he has far exceeded expectations. Yes, he has. I, I, I think I don't think it's a stretch to say you could do better than we Joe were, Barry. I don't want to like play it for his would. dismissal. I don't think there's someone out there that would have done any better than him this year. That's just what I think. And that's fair. I that's mean, fair. I, but, but I mean, a I, I fully, I fully, you know, in put it out there season. that I'm not a. I don't know. I really don't know. In an off-season scenario, with simply you a, a lack of talent, about. Marvin Lewis saying, versus Joe Barry. Would anybody be this bad with a, with, a, with a lack of talent? I don't know. I, I, listen, we have yeah, Josh Norman. Talent. Josh There's Norman's amazing. Holes. Definitely have some talent. We have huge hole. That's this. Is, maybe some people are saying a better defense coordinator it finds a way to patch those holes, but not think, fix them, but, I think he has but some patch them over. It. But I don't think there's enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My point with him is Could be. you can't ask him to have that many patches. Now I feel bad for him. He doesn't him. have zero patches. Yeah. I'll say the nicest I feel thing bad I... for him if that's the case because I'm pretty sure he's gone. I'm almost oh, yeah. so convinced about he's this. out of here when this season's over, unfortunately for him. The nicest thing I can family. say about, about Joe Barry, I think, is that he's like a guy, he's like a he's like a rebound um, girlfriend or even someone you just date for a little while. I mean, listen, he he's going to get the job done for a while and you're going to be all good, but you're, uh, we want to make a – I think the organization wants to make a long-term commitment to a defensive-minded coach uh, on the defense. And, I, like, they're not – like, McLovin's going to take this offseason. He's going to draft probably at, at least two defensive starters is my feeling, probably safety and probably linebacker I, or, or defensive lineman. I think two defensive starters from this draft and, and possibly one – uh, you know, splashy impact defensive free agent, and I think you start to you start to build what I will call on the Redskins' way on defense. Um, do do you give Joe Barry? You know, do you just give him that? I I don't think so. I think you're looking for. I think you're looking. Really? You're looking for somebody to get fired so we can take them. No, no. Well, I, 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 I know, but that's what it is. Get fired as a head coach. Get fired as a head coach. Uh, you know, if you if you can get a Marvin Lewis or a Todd Bowles. Yes, I would fire uh, Joe Barry for one of those guys. I would. Because I think they're innovative minds. I, I, I don't think I'm, Joe Barry again, has innovative minds. I'm not taking sides. I'm just saying Sorry, I'm, I'm feeling as if that's what's going to happen. But why But why are we talking so much about next year and what's going to happen in the yeah, offseason? No. Well, well, we still like, got to bring it back that's to the true. fact. You're right, T. That, but, but it's I cool mean, we got on it because of Kurt Cousins and what's going to happen with him. He's certainly it's also sort of the direction of the organization. It's what fun. he's going to be. You know, where are we going? We're because we're, we're going somewhere. We're actually this team is going somewhere. We're getting we're we're having a fun season. We're getting wins. We, will I, it be a December to remember? It will because we're going to make the playoffs. So, um, and you know, here's the interesting thing, which I I haven't. I'm, I'm scooping myself, which is to say, no one gives a shit. Um, I'm writing an article about why like Tony Romo could end up being the key, one of the keys to our our ultimate seeding, um, if it comes down to it, because the Cowboys are going to have things wrapped up. They're going to have the number one seed wrapped up. They're almost going to be in the mode where you might see him play. play him in scrub time is what you're calling. If they him? give him a game, uh, if they give him a game, Kevin, uh, they got so, to the, play the number three guy, dude. That's that, that's like that's tough, man. That's like, you say they're going to like Jedi mind f themselves by playing him. No, no, no I'm saying they if they play backups, up, it doesn't matter at the end for them. Yeah, they they like you rest your starters for a game or two right? at the end of the season. If Tony Romo's the guy who comes uh, off the bench and plays for them, it's good for us because we need Dallas to keep it's whipping be the ass. Kid from, Boise State, Kellen, whatever. Kellen Moore, he's not still in the league, is he? I thought they cut him. I I think I saw him walking around. I really do think Ken's a closet Romo fan. Well, he's he's a closet Romo. I found a way to root for him. I found a way to root for him because if he's the backup off the bench (laughs) to playing for the Cowboys, that helps us. So I found a way to root for him. I, you he know. found a lot of ways to root for. Yo, him. man, there's 13 <laughs> seconds left. Whatever his name comes up, you, you they sort of sit straighter. Like play the last 13 seconds. He's always, it's always intriguing me how people. Romo's name comes up, and you kind of sit up straighter, and you and you get this big smile on your face, and it's you my, always say something nice. It's my biggest problem with Dallas fans. It's the it's the shining light in my dilemma with why I don't respect Dallas Cowboy fans because I look at a quarterback and I'm like. Are you effing kidding me? You had this guy for his whole career. Do you know the quarterbacks we've had? And like, 
and you're complaining about having Tony Romo as your freaking starting quarterback for 15 years, and I have to give you a laundry list of terrible names like he's John Beck. He's given them a lot of heartache. He's also given no, he's a, given a little ton of He's gotten them there, but then he's there's also kind of like, kind of like giving someone a cookie, being like, hey, you want that? <laughs> no, you can't. back and forth. I, I mean, he, he, he's done more good than bad, but when he's done bad, it's been in crucial situations that's just crushed him. That's, that's why they are the way they but are. But that's another reason that's for a Redskins fan to love him. Yeah, yes. Yes, and I get that. It's also, he gives me that if too. We it's talk like about Tony Romo for much longer. I'm it's like salted. This happens every time. When salted, Romo it's like salted caramel. You get the sweetness of the Tiger Woods. The sweetness of the You get like a Romo picture stash somewhere. What's that bitterness of the salt? He's caramelly. He's like a. To this week versus Arizona. He's a wuzzle. No more Dallas that's behind us until we have to meet him again if we do. Arizona this week. Which we will. Arizona. Most Arizona, win, by the way, opinion for a lot of reasons. Number one total defense, I believe, currently in the National Football League. Now they get a lot of uh, accusations of playing soft offenses for for the most part uh, throughout the season. The, the strength of the teams they've played, but still, they also have Carson Palmer, who wholeheartedly believes to share the ball with the other team. Which I, you know, yeah. As a fan of the other team, I've always loved the way he out. throws it. But you're right; he, he can throws spin it to the it. other oh, no team. No doubt, he can spin it. He can but spin a lot it. of those gorgeous throws, or uh, you know, his his lack of mobility is is he's also a huge crapped the bed every time he's been in postseason I, he, or when the oh, game's on the line. I wish we could be playing him in the postseason because he's going to be talented at home. He's got some talent around him. They'll make some plays. I think I, we're going to sack the hell out of him. I think so too. I think we're going to get to him. He doesn't. He doesn't move. He's not going to beat us the way Stafford did. You know, he's not going to surprise you with a fifteen to nineteen yard run. And if he does, then we lose because you're, we're not yes, covering that. That guy has <laughs> yes. success running the ball against his. Yeah, team. you yes. deserve to lose if somebody can beat We'll bring Joe Barry back up next week. <laughs> yes, um, that would be something. Where was your plan to stop the Carson Palmer ground game? Yeah, he rushed for eighty three yards <laughs> on thirteen carries. No adjustments. No adjustments on that. The guy was eating Stafford, us alive. Who's it not nimble. He beat us with his legs. He did it again, uh, too, on Thanksgiving. He's, he's an athletic guy. He did guy. do it on Thanksgiving. You're right. You're right. He knows what he's doing. He's savvy. I love Matt Stafford. He's a great. I love great quarterbacks in this league. I don't think he's underappreciated because I think Detroit Lions fans know who, well, know what they have. Isn't Bradford got a little Tony Romo Jr. in him? Like, didn't no. he about Thanksgiving for, for, for everyone in Detroit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here you Bradford go. is have just. that one. The fa- his facial expressions—he looks like a like like a deer. Like He's a thinking zebra. too hard. I don't know. He's just frozen. It hurts. So a deer in headlights wearing a humongous jersey yeah. with nothing <laughs> cool on as part of his uniform. He just needs the his pillowcase for the candy. Yeah. Put the candy in. <laughs> I mean, he's. I don't know. He 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 just has that look. I I mean, he he he's a fantasy football. Uh, I I I know I know you guys hate sometimes the fantasy stuff, but I I, I think about him. He's a great fantasy guy. Yeah, because you get no, you can pay nothing for guys like Sam Bradford every year. They're available for 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 free, um, and they get numbers. Right. He's, he throws the ball accurately. Um, he can hit every route on the tree. Right. He he can deliver the ball anywhere you want it. Um, he's just also going to break your heart at some point in time. <laughs> apparently, I don't know. Apparently, he. Minnesota. You're trying to take this back to Romo, aren't you? <sighs> Something yeah, about you're, oh my you're God. trying to get Romo, it back to him. Bradford and fantasy football. Stop yeah, it, Ken. This is your trifecta. This is stop like, it, Ken. If, you, if Mark Sanchez comes up, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm trying to think, where do I go from here? Let's uh, get back. Let's I want to hear from the listeners. Yeah. Kirk, wanna, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. There's no place like home. I want to hear There's from, no place like home. I'll tell you right now. Well, Bill from Bangkok, who's been uh, do, he's back to doing some content for us. He's, I think he's a teacher. Teacher or professor, Bill? Hopefully you're listening. Uh, I'll make sure and tell you to listen. He's uh, he's doing he's doing our know know thy frenemy um, down the stretch series we do on Hulk's Haven every year. So uh, each week we cover our position, everyone's position around us. He did actually some really cool analysis of you know all the math and stuff. But uh, and then some teams we should be rooting for, you know, based on bettering our own situation. So know thy frenemy is his you know his, he's Bill in Bangkok. He's, uh, I think he... Bill's uh, good. He's got good things to say. He's got good things to I'd say. I'd like to hear from the listeners where they are. I know last where? week, last week prior to the, the game on Thanksgiving, I don't think I have been that high on this team for years. I, I literally yeah. had like kind of bought in and was like, let's do this. And then that cru- it crushed. 
to lose that game. I'm back to that. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. But <laughs> what the hell? You're like a happen? windsock. I kind of, yeah. I feel like a, <laughs> yeah, and really in, in like crosswinds. The Redskins are sometimes a good. You're, sometimes team. you're uh, full solid. Others are just you know lying there helpless. No, no, no. I'm never helpless. I've never been helpless on this team at all. It's just I went from being that yeah, you know what's this gonna what's gonna happen. I'm excited about it, and then I got really high right before that that Thanksgiving game. You know, really, I was I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. This confidence going into a game against Dallas on Thanksgiving. Yep. And then it got disappointed. I'm kind of going again. My whole problem, my whole concerns with the defense, it is, and it will continue to be because, of course, our our offense is playing at a level where you should be winning. You should win a game with what they're doing. So, so Josh Dorman, um, you know, needs to lock up on on Larry Fitz, who can still dominate. By the way, he's so fun to watch, Fitzgerald. What I was like awesome human being yeah, from just, the United States of America. Yes, he's just I he is him. awesome. There's, it's impossible person. to hate on him. Um, I, and, and while Larry is probably the, the better of the pair, I've always felt similar things about Anquan Bolden, uh, which is what killed me, me about... Uh, I think he's one of the toughest human beings that's ever ones. played this sport. Yeah. Uh, he, and congratulations to him. He had a great game, the game on right. Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, it, uh, to me, a McLovin signing, I, I, I actually uh, wanted that uh, bad. But it just, yeah, me too. Where are you going to put him on, you know, in our wide receiver uh, Yeah, but stable? now he'd be... <laughs> uh, yeah. I know, I know. Um, so... so this all gets back to my statement, notion, I think, uh, and I'm not alone, plenty of people agree, with uh, the fact that the Washington Redskins are a good team. And I think, the, the, you know, everyone says, well, how do you quantify that? How do you prove that? I mean, to me, you look at the landscape of the NFC. Now, we've been in, in the number six seed for a while. Part of that's a function of um, the Dallas Cowboys being dominant in the NFC East. They're going to win it. Uh, they're, they're awesome. Um, part of that is... Uh, function of the freaking New York Giants who keep winning. Um, do we think they're going to keep winning? Uh, I don't, but th- they are no. bafflingly. It's making me sick to my stomach. Good when it's Odell Beckham and Eli it. all of a sudden just get something going. Yeah. And it's a huge play for seven. Yep. How do they do it? They're so average. They big play you with those two, and then their defense has some sneaky takeaway. I, I, I think they're the most subpar 8-3 and three team we could be watching, but good for them for sneaking those wins out. This is what the New York Giants do um, when they've made the playoffs yep, in the past know, and gross. whatever. This is, this, they, they just are uh, boringly and suffocatingly um, I mean, just good enough. Pierre Paul's getting Mickey Mouse hand interceptions. <laughs> like, <just Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> How's he doing that? Oh, God, he's got to wear that The guy's got glove. no fingers and he catches it. <laughs> well, well, we get great, balls batted up in there for great. 30 seconds and they get a first down. M-I-C-K-E-Y just rolls through for, for six. You see him trying to spike yep. it? Slid right out. That's so good. There's only two other teams in the entire conference who have six wins. The Buccaneers and the, and the, and the Vikings. Buccaneers kind of coming on strong yeah. just a little bit. Kind of a the scary win busters. they Let's had. give them some schedule. But Let's you know give what? them some schedule. They got to play Dallas uh, in the next week or so. Um, so. But they did work against Seattle. That was tough. They did some serious work. Uh, and the Vikings, of course, are on a... Just a free fall. Um, they're at six wins, and, and, and we, beat, we beat them. Redskins just need to focus on themselves. Everything else will fall into place. Well, no, I'm, I'm just making the case that I agree. The, the Bucks, are, the Bucks yeah. are a little interesting to watch. this is what watch. we get to do. We yeah. get to yeah. talk about uh, the The Bucks are interesting to watch. Yeah, the landscape of the NFC East shows that the Redskins are a good team. Um, they've been consistently good for, for 10 weeks, so uh, the whole 11 weeks. Conference. But whatever anybody yeah. else does doesn't matter if Redskins don't do what they need to do. And that, that's, that's where I, you know. I think they're going to. That, that's where uh, my, I have a supreme confidence uh, in the Washington Redskins against the Arizona Cardinals you know, this week. I feel like this, this team is going to beat the Cardinals. And David Johnson, he'll, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's, he's one of the top players in the, in the NFL, probably top two, top three player in the entire league. Um, oh, 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 oh. David Johnson? Patrick. Oh, yeah. What's that? The DB. No, no, no. The running back I'm for, taking, for the cards. I'm taking the D back over. David yeah, yeah, Johnson. yeah. For I know you're a fantasy guy, and you got David no, Johnson no, no. on the squad. He's put, he's, and he's a great football player. He's putting up Marshall Falk numbers. Top three football player. He's putting up Marshall. Whole only Marshall Falk is doing what he's doing. It's crazy. Only Marshall Falk has ever done There's what he's doing. a lot of positions with unbelievable how many, how many fantasy talent teams who've done it year in, year out. 
I, I don't I can't believe I'm defending David Johnson as like <laughs> top three player in the whole league this year. Yes, not fantasy, just top three. How player. important was when Marshall Falk was doing what he did? Would you argue he was a, let's say a top five player in the league? He did it year after year after year. No, no, year but any year. year he put up those kinds of numbers, he was at the top of I don't know. I mean, I he he's dominating going into this week. I don't feel like he's we're going up against an offensive weapon that's top three in the league. That's all I'm saying. Like in my gut, not in my we're gut. not. We're not. We're gonna have to. We, we're gonna have to score points against a stingy defense. Um, I think we're gonna get to Carson Palmer, as you said before. Um, I don't. I don't think that they are. They're not like their offense. Their def- I'm sorry. Their defense. Uh, their their offense and our defense match up well. Right. They're both kind of uh, just getting. Yeah. You know, just getting he's by. A check down coasting and he makes plays. Yeah. And and Carson loves checking down. They'll he'll move the ball. They'll get first downs. Yeah, they will. They're um, good. Let they me have, tell you something about weapons. The other thing that, that it's always fun to talk about when we play a team like the Arizona Cardinals is their uh, Steve Kime, their personal guy, their McLovin. Um, to me, he's top two, top three in the league. Uh, it's like him, Col- Colbert from Pittsburgh, and McLovin, you know, because I'm a McLovin guy. Um, the team, the kind of team that Steve Kime is capable of putting together and his ability to pick talent, I mean, he, he, he has put together top to bottom. Our Sewer Cravens, um, you know, picked this year, he, he's, got, he's got like two of those guys. Uh, you know, he is, he, he is awesome. So when you're watching them play, to me, like he, he's the kind of GM that his, he actually has a factor on Sundays because he, he just I'm is with good. You, but Matthew yeah. fell in his lap. He, he just overlooked some things in order to make that pick that yeah. others wouldn't have. He didn't pull Not, him out. We all knew who he was. And Dwayne Buchanan. Uh, that's fine. Don't but, they, have Chan- they have Chandler Jones as well. I'm just saying, agent, I you, like, that wasn't like a, you know. I know you're right, and, I, and you would know way more than I. But Matthew, that was ballsy on the, uh, you know, background check that's side true. That's of true. the draft scenario because everyone knew what a he's football a player that guy was. Yeah, he's yep. a ball. Yeah, that, there was some question of his size. And whether it would yeah, translate to the next level. And this is what I love about football. And uh, you, sometimes you're right. And I was certainly wrong about RG3. But the eyeball test sometimes, the level of athlete and the performance. Yeah. Not always true. It's not always true, but, 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 but it exists. Sometimes yeah. you just got to go, all right, this guy is a freaking baller. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, I, guy, I, worry, I worry about Will Likely. You know, I think I, it, I've been doing, again, I've been doing Maryland football for 21 years on the radio. And he is Damn, you're one of the best I've seen. Just How much time is he getting? Player. Well, he's hurt. Uh, he's done. Yeah. You know, senior year, and he, he got hurt, ACL, and he, he he's probably not even going to be right come draft time. I mean, you know, he's not going to be yeah. able to do anything. So he's got a long journey, and it was so disappointing when he had that because yep. he's he's a football player. A Sunday football player. I was watching Darren Sproles yeah, in the Monday night game, and, and it was almost comical how, how small he looks. Yep. But he is by far one of the best I've ever seen. I love watching him. Play. Oh, he's he's ridiculous. Loved, yeah. uh, you you threw out you threw I out a, um, that Josh Crowder Wilson. is the first one to one thousand oh, yeah. whatever. I mean, I, Sproles has got to be close. I know he's a running back, but I mean, to be small in stature but do what he's done. I mean, I know it can be done. Just going back to Matthew. I mean, yeah. you know, the, you, look, you're a football player. You're a football player. You get an opportunity, and he made it work. He's making it work. In the family playoff fantasy draft, my mother has drafted Darren Sproles for 10 straight years. She probably will 10 years after he retires. Every year, she just says, I need to have him on my team. I just want that guy on my team. That's from her watching football and following a little fantasy stuff. That guy brings it, man. What a, that's worth the price of admission. Yeah. If he gets 10 touches and you knew it before every game, you're going to go and watch that. We did know it. We knew it. We did? Yeah, I'm saying if we did, if we if did, that was guaranteed. Man. The shortest, uh, not the shortest. What was the uh, the young the no player in the history of the NFL who was five feet eight inches or shorter has brought in as many receiving yards through his first two seasons as Jamison Crowder, thirteen twenty nine, and and the clock is running. How fun is it? To just, I know they don't mean wins. Thank they you, Odie. Playoff. They don't mean anything. Odie gave me that stat. But these, yeah, stats like Odie's that yeah. you gave to me, that you gave to us, uh, stats like Kirk Cousins after 11 years, uh, 11 games. They mean them. something, they, for they, sure. It just, it's just cool that it's happening to us. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just so enjoyable. It means something. I, you know, whatever yeah, that just, is, it means something. Hard to grasp that it's all happening now. Like, I remember when Ralph Regan came to Maryland, Scott McBride was there. They were record-setting yardage Per game in the history of Maryland, I'm going. What? How the hell is that? I mean, they used yeah. to be run and shoot. Yeah. You know what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> you know, it, it's sort of the same feeling now with this team and what they're doing offensively, uh, the Redskins. That is, and Kurt and, and, and you know stuff like that. 
those mean something. I yeah. mean, they're, 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 look, we're just celebrating milestones. Is not the problem. No, but it's but I think it's also different when, um, no, when you have when you have a guy. Well, when you have so so like you have a guy like Jason Campbell who, who I, I'm thinking about right now who is I think had risen Stop to like it. the no no I'm I'm, I'm okay, saying sorry, sorry. you get him you get a guy like that for a stretch your team is terrible for for a long time or mediocre when it's at its best um, and then all of a sudden you look at the Redskins um, stat sheet. Uh, all-time leaders in certain passing categories, and you start seeing names like Jason Campbell, for example, who've been around for a while. You're like, God, like you know, really that you know. All, now watching Kirk Cousins, he's he's passing guys like Jason Campbell right now. Now I was in the press box a couple weeks ago, and they announced that they said with the next touchdown pass, you know, he passes Jason Campbell. Um, and and I'm thinking to myself, as as a t- you know, his tenure as Washington Redskins quarterback has already been so exciting. He's showing signs that he, he could put up insane numbers, which we, we haven't seen a quarterback put up the kind of numbers he's putting up on a regular basis ever. I mean, Mark Rippon had some huge days, um, but, but, but this, this Kirk Cousins show for the next five years could be insane. How about all of his weapons, although collectively tremendous, uh, aside from Jordan Reed, who you, know, you imagine is a pro bowler. Do you think anyone else would be a pro bowler? You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like there's just one guy, possibly. Kirk? But it's not like there's just one guy. No, no, that he's spreading the ball to. There's not just that one super stud. That he oh, just, I see, yeah. You know, there's no Megatron. There's no Julio Jones. There's. I think there's they no tried Antonio to Brown. make Reed that early yeah. on in the season. And he then when, he lost, he, when we lost yeah. him to a game, when we realized, wait a minute, he can do this all over the place. We don't have to focus or, or force Anything to one guy. Yes, you want to have targets to Jordan Reed. But I said this no to you doubt, then, but you I, don't force it. I agree it. with you, but I do. I, well, I I, we disagree it. on forcing it to him. <laughs> I think we should, but, you know, we didn't know about Vernon Davis and Chris Thompson. Correct. And, and, and that, that injury allowed these guys to maybe flourish, step up a bit. But Part- I did say back then, I said, look, this offense is going to be ridiculous, but let it sort itself out. Let the season unfold a little bit so these guys can kind of. Let Kirk fit, because he was. You can see he was like, got to get one to Pierre, got to get one to Deshaun, got to get one to Jordan. It was kind of like a, you know, methodical type. Yep. It hadn't gotten smooth and easy yet. It was, uh, it was the beginning of the composition, and I think we're putting the finishing smooth touches on Smooth and easy. Right now. And I think we'll call it Smooth, smooth and, easy. and Easy. That's going to be the, the, the uh, name of our soundtrack for, uh, for, the, for, for the next five weeks, I think. Smooth and Easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We, we got, we've, we've covered a lot of ground. Um, we kind of touched on the Jay Gruden coaching scenario. I don't think any of us really disagree that he's going to be around for a while. That's the other thing I had on my list to talk about was was whether or not I I, I would like to extend him sooner rather than later. Um, maybe there's no rush on that. If you it, but you know uh, to me, um, to me you solidified the front office with McLovin. Um, you know hopefully he can survive. Uh, you know as a I'm thinking now five to seven years would be I you know. That's the earliest I ever want to even want to think about regime change in Washington. If they've established the quote unquote Redskins way, which is you know this brand of offense, and it's Jay Gruden's, and he becomes the head coach, um, and they and they and they have Kirk Cousins. I mean, I'm just we're I'm just saying we're on the precipice of some organizational stability at high competency levels continuity, that we haven't continuity. seen with performance. A lot of people who listen, who are listening right now have never ever experienced this. Ever. We're, and we're just on the cusp of it, like just the edge of it. We, this team could be just solid, solidly good for a, for a while. There's room for dramatic improvement. Yeah, and yes. A, a tad bit in the run game and on the defensive side without having to give up too much. You know, just, right. it's growth. It's there. No, this I, game I, plan has been outstanding that Mr. McLuhan has decided to implement. And that's what good organizations do. That's what good teams do. I mean, they are the they are the the model that you want to be. The New England Patriots. They have been yep. consistently good for a very long time in a methodical way. And the Redskins aren't there, but they're showing signs of heading. He's given that us way. the formula. He's following the game plan that, that where the formula comes from. There's certain adjustments, but 2021. Seems to be the year that you know is the, is the watermark. You know, with a lot of the contracts, I think Reed actually goes to twenty-two. But a lot of the cornerstones of the franchise, that's a right. lot of that's being built around Trent Norman, both up in twenty-one. Kerrigan up in twenty-one. I I feel like that's going to be a we're, we're setting us. 
He's setting us up with a game plan in the future. Yep. Five years down the road, when it's time to think about rebuilding, retooling, and reshuffling everything. We're reloading. We'll Since reloading. when have we had any game plan, much less the five year well, this might work or might yeah, not work? That's right. But Let this me, is what's going to happen game plan. To answer your question, I'm actually texting currently right now. This very second. With Mr. Jim Lachey. Mr. Hogg. Talk about continuity up, Hogg? at a time Mr. when Hogg. this, when this organization was what we remember it being and where we yep. wanted to go back. Hopefully we're getting Jim on the show here soon. But to answer your question, that's when. We haven't, we haven't had this sort of feeling, this sort of, wow, this is happening. You know, it, we're seeing it happen, and we're getting back to that. You know, again, I'm, my problems with the defense, I'm going to keep saying it until they can prove me otherwise. But offensively, dude. And this, this what we're doing right now awesome. from an organizational standpoint point is way more comparable to what the Redskins did um, with Bethard and Gibbs than it is to what the New England Patriots yeah. are doing right now. And I, 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 anyone who thinks um, like we're not going to be the New England Patriots model, they're, 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 they have an iron fist uh, on the sidelines. Every single person who comes into New England would jump off of a 100-foot building if Bill Belichick right. said, hey, on this play, you're going to jump off of a 100-foot building. Um, we, don't, we don't have that. I, I mean, I mean, our model is different. We're a strong front office. No, no, no. It's, we're a strong GM, strong front office-led organization. Um, great, great organizations are led that way. Um, uh, the, the Packers, Steelers, uh, Patriots, Cardinals, for that matter. Um, I, I, and and I, I just want to say that uh, with regard to uh, what we're doing versus what we did uh, in the 80s with uh, Cook as the owner. It's interesting to me that we solidified that offensive-minded head coach in Joe Gibbs, uh, and then we brought in uh, Richie Pettibone uh, shortly thereafter. I don't think he was there that first season with Joe. I could be wrong. Um, but anyway. The season after. The season after. Yeah, I, I think that that's... For one year, Correct. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. He, well, I don't think. No, I'm saying I don't think Pettibone was Gibbs's DC his first year. Although I could be wrong. Oh, I don't know. But I'm saying we we, we you got the offensive head coach. Uh, you get the strong general manager in Bobby Beathard. You got the offensive head coach in Joe Gibbs. Um, you end up with uh, a defensive, an innovative defensive mind who really um, evolved our defense into something that was that was as special as the offense Joe Gibbs was putting on the field. I mean that, that that's we can do that. And we, we need can, Wayne Sevier to come that. back too. Not, nothing yeah. against Kawika, just saying. We need a, that needs to be shored up. But I feel like we've got the foundation. Little Kawika? The foundation. <laughs> the foundation that, that was built properly. You know, we got, a, we, got a, we got a proper foundation built. And all of a sudden, in the neighborhood, you're thinking, damn, that house went up quick. I think that's kind of how we're playing. Yep. Yeah. But it's with a foundation and some cornerstones yep. laid. Yep, 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 yep. And then a game plan ready to rock and roll. Can't wait. Well, I'll tell you what, I can't wait. I can't wait to come back next Tuesday night and talk about a huge win against the Arizona Cardinals. We'll be doing that from this very same sweaty basement in Kensington, Maryland. He's Kevin Riga. He's Tim Strachan. And for Matt, the Real Deal Seal, I'm Ken Marangola, and this was... Get them desert birds. HTTR. The Audible. <laughs>